Now, this is actually the last week of this series. It's been a seven-week-long series, and we've been talking about culture, culture in revival, what it means to us, what we fight for, all that stuff. Does anyone know one of, we've done six, and we're about to finish on our seventh. Does anyone know at least one of the six? We go low, yes. What else? We're extra mile people, yeah. What else? Oh, no. You guys were so much better last time. Work hard, play hard. That was the very first one. Yep. Something about people's backs. That was it. But this is all the ones we, all right. Together on mission. That was like the easy one, too. We have just a few more. Yeah, we're there for each other. And the last one, something about being better. I don't know. No. Something about better. That's like half of it. Yes. My gosh. Can we just get like a round of applause over here for Andrew killing it? Carrying the whole youth group. Okay, so yes, those have been six of the seven cultures that we've been focusing on. We've taken a week to dedicate to each one. So tonight, as we close up this series, we're going to be talking about a culture that is very close to my heart. And you know, you got to save the best for last, right? Um, when I first came into this position officially, I remember sitting down and I was writing some notes about just the group and, and what I wanted to do in revival. So I, I was casting a lot of vision um, and kind of just trying to figure out, hey, like, what is God trying to do in revival that hasn't been done or maybe he already is doing and everything in between? And I, I specifically remember uh, just, just praying and, and, and kind of meditating on that. And there was this phrase that came to me, and it was, it was a phrase that was like, man, like, this is what I want revival to be defined as. Like, if someone were to say, like, what is revival? Or, like, it, if you could just say it in one phrase, like, what is revival youth group? And that comes to our last culture. And it's that when it comes to revival, we come excited and we leave changed. And if you've been in this youth group, chances are you've heard that before. I'll reference it, kind of pepper it into some of my messages. And at the end of the day, that is what the heart of revival is, to come excited and leave changed. Now, for me and my story, let me tell you guys just a few things. Because if you don't already know, I grew up at this church. I went to youth group in this very room. And I've had a lot of experiences, a lot of stories with 
with this youth group. I remember when I first started getting involved, my, my former youth pastor, his name was Tracy, he had me come to a meeting where we were just talking about events, because I was a big event guy. So I'm like, hey, if you want to talk events, like I'm in. And so he brought me in on this meeting with some um, people, and I was really young at the time. Like everyone else was older than me. And so we're in this meeting, and then after, um, he's like, hey, how about we just like go to, like, oh, did it just die? Did I get muted? Um, Let's just go to someone's house and like teepee it. And I'm like, what? Like, we can do that? He's like, yeah, no biggie. And, like, we, we're done with this meeting at, like, 10 o'clock at night. So he's like, you know, it's a little early. I'm like, early? 10 o'clock? It's, it's dark already. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, midnight? And he's like, well, like, if you want everyone to be asleep, then you want to go later. So long story short, we, we ended up getting some food. And um, I'd never gone teeping in my life. And I don't know if you guys have or you don't even know what that means. That's basically going to someone's house and just destroying it with, like, toilet paper. Um, which nowadays, that might be, like, a punishable offense because toilet paper is, like, rationed now. I don't know. But anyways, so we, we went to this person's house, and um, it was just, it was such a good experience. Um, I'll never forget, cause, especially because it was the first time I ever did it. Um, and that's just ingrained in my head. And that was something that, in the context of the youth group, like, I had a really good experience with. And that's kind of a more fun story. But let's talk about another, another instance in, in my youth group life. It, we do events all the time. Um, we've been getting back into doing more and more now that we've been back together. And for me, actually, it's, it's with the Harvest Festival that's coming up. We would do, like, blow-up, uh, like, jump houses every year, and we'd have a ton of them. If you're OG, then you know what I'm talking about. And so I was put over, like, command of these jump houses. And so we'd let the kids run through, but closer to the end, it'd be, okay, like, no more kids, only, like, big kids, because we were like, we want to, you know, get a little bit more physical. We want to do some wild stuff. And we don't want to, like, kill any, like, toddlers that are trying to waddle their way through, you know. I, I was able to discern, hey, we shouldn't be playing a crazy game on these while, like, a four-year-old is trying to get through it. And so there was this obstacle course that we would get two lines and we would just race down it. And I'm talking like sprinting. Like there, if, if you don't know Revival's competition, we get down with the competition. And so when, when we set the rules and we let it go, I mean, people were like running like their lives depended on it. Um, and I mean, to this day, I will never forget um, those times where we would just let people go and, and race. And it's an amazing experience. And some of you might already be thinking, like, okay, you talk about teeping, you talk about events, like, Zach, are we still talking about youth group here? Like, what, like, did you do anything besides stuff like that? Well, I mean, I did. 
And let's talk a little bit about that too. Because there is the events, there is those things. But the last story I'm going to tell you guys is about Wednesday when I was in youth group. And if you don't know this, I at one point was a part of the worship team. Can I just have anyone that's in worship like shout out over here? Oh, that's like, yes, sir. Um, So I was in worship for a period. And it's just a memory that I'll never forget when I first went up. And they they had me lead like the the first time I was up there, which was a little nerve-wracking, to be honest with you. And I I played guitar. Um, And there's actually video I, I did. I couldn't find it, but I know there's video of me playing. And I, I look at it now. I'm like, oh man, like I was so cringe back in the day. <laughs> um, maybe because the way I looked. But when I was in the moment, it was a really powerful moment because I knew that I was stepping into something that I had a passion for, that I was gifted in, and I, I was really a part of the youth group. And guys, just like those three, I could tell you stories upon stories upon stories about my experiences in the youth group. And the thing is, you guys are going to have your own if you don't already have kind of that list that you kind of draw out. It's always fun to kind of go through like, oh, like, what's your best memory in youth group? And with people that are in the youth group, kind of be going through what those are. But the reason I bring that up is, all of that stuff I just talked about, that I still remember to this day, is exactly what we want the culture of revival to be. We, we want it at the end of the day, and I'm going to say it again, we want this youth group to be a place where people come excited And they leave changed. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have this life-changing experience for that to be true. And for that culture to be true. Now those are cool. And and they're awesome to talk about. Like, man, my, my life was totally flipped upside down when I started coming to youth group. But it's not needed. Because if you start getting connected into a youth group, you realize that you just stack more and more of these experiences where you're coming to them excited and you're leaving just a little bit changed. And even with all that said, that might sound like a lot of fun. That might sound like a really good time. It's like, yeah, like for sure we want that. We want a youth group where, yeah, Zach, like we're in for that. The only thing is there is a problem, and I, and I want to identify this to you guys um, because it's worth talking about. Because unfortunately, even though that sounds cool, we live in a culture that really just has a little hope in it. We live in a culture with no hope or just a little of it. One of the first things you can do if, if you don't really buy into that statement is just watch the news for like a week straight. 
If you watch the news nonstop for a week, you'll understand that the, the culture of the world has so little hope ingrained in it. And it, it, it's sad when you recognize that, if you haven't already, but it's, it's something that you have to understand about it. Because on the flip side, even though that is the way of the world's culture, that is exactly why revival exists. It's why we don't just come on Sunday like everyone else, go through that experience, and then see you next week. It's the reason why, when, when, especially when you're in high school and junior high, we have a Wednesday night gathering every single week in addition to Sunday. Because revival exists to be a place of hope in a world of hopelessness. And I'm going to say that again because, guys, if, if, if you don't connect those dots, that you're not going to fully have the impact of this culture. The reason revival exists is to be a place of hope in a world hope is hard to find. And guys, when you are a part of a church of hope, you start to come excited and leave changed. That's what starts happening. Unfortunately, people are living lives where that's not true. They're just trying to get through the day, trying to survive. But when you're a part of a church with hope, and you're a part of a, a youth group that exists to be hope, you start to come excited. And then when you leave, you're changed. And guys, if you don't understand the magnitude of that statement, the, the, the significance of what I'm telling you, I mean, something you have to recognize is that, you know, junior high and high school, like all of you guys, you are surrounded by and talk to people that are in this culture of the world. And you're in that ideology for at least like 30 hours a week. Minimum, absolute minimum. For most of us, it's double that. But you're surrounded by a culture that has so little hope ingrained in it. For a vast majority, every single week, week in and week out. And if you're here on Wednesday, let's say you just come here on Wednesday. You are only surrounded by godly people and, 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 and a group of hope for two hours every week. The difference is extremely significant. And, and maybe you've already recognized it. You didn't, you didn't 
do it by the math of saying, okay, I'm at least doing 30 hours here and two hours there, so okay, that, that's different. But you might have recognized it in the sense of, man, like, I go to youth group or uh, I, I just go on Sunday, but it's like when I leave, it's like I'm on a battleground. It's like everything I'm, I learned and, and I was excited to do, now I'm being pressured, pressured against it. It's like people, people are, are, are going against what I was just told to do. And guys, if you haven't experienced that, I mean, you're blessed, first of all. But it's going to happen. Because the reality is, guys, we're going to be surrounded by people that aren't on the same page. They're consumed by this culture of, of, of no hope. And in my head, it's like, man, two hours, that's it? I mean, think about the people that aren't even coming to a place that uh, exists to be hope. They only are living outside of that. I mean, if anything, those are the first priority in my head. Those are the people I'm like, man, like, they got to be here. They got to be here because they're, they're just drowning in, in, in the midst of everything that goes against this. And guys, I said this in the beginning of this sermon, but the reason this is so close to my heart isn't to try and kind of just be like, oh, like I want a youth group where, you know, we have this many people. So it's cool to say and, and we're big. I, and if you know me, you, that's not me. I'm not here every single week. I, I, I don't prepare these messages. I, everything I do is not in the context of my own interest. Everything I do is in the interest and context of you guys. Like, period. And all I want is for you guys to be able to come to a place at least once a week for two hours that's safe. I want you guys to be able to come to a place for two hours that's going to give you faith when you have no faith. Come to a place that will encourage you when you've been disencouraged. Come to a place for two hours that's going to give you love when you've been unloved. Why do we do revival? Why am I here? That's, that's the reason, guys. Don't be, don't be duped into thinking that it, it, it's this thing where there's strings attached to it. Where, where there, there's a hidden agenda of what we really want to do here. And I know that sounds raw. But it's it just, it's, it's so close to my heart that I really, guys, I want you guys to understand that. That is the heart of revival.
The cool thing is, I've seen some of us step into this culture. And it has been very exciting. And very cool to see. Some of you are in the place that you live in the culture of coming excited and you're looking forward to Wednesday. Some of you are in the position where, you know, in your head, like, I can't miss Wednesday. I mean, like, if there's one day I got to be at a place, it's going to be at Inland Vineyard Wednesday night. And I know some of you are there. I've heard, I've heard stories of parents that I'll talk to, and I'll say, oh, what are you guys doing uh, next week? And they say, oh, you know, we're going on vacation, or oh, you know, we're going to this game, or we're doing this. But man, like, my kid just, just can't stop talking about how they're going to miss Wednesday. Like, it, bu- it really bums them out. And yeah, that's cool to hear. Be like, oh, like, wow, like we've really made a place for them to think that. But that's why, that's why we're here. And, and for some people, I've, I've also heard where they're not just excited to come and they're looking forward to the, uh, the whole week. But I even start hearing stories of, man, Zach, like if you knew me before this youth group, I mean, come on, man. Zach, only if you understood the crap that I was going through and I can just leave at the door when I come in here. Guys, I hear stories like that and I'm just thinking every time like, man, that's why we do it. That's why we're here. We're here for that, guys. And so, yes, some of us have bought into that and have stepped out in that culture. But on the other side of that coin, for some of us, that that hasn't been true. We're not there yet, and that's fine. That's totally fine. But, But what I'm here to tell you as we finish this series is this. If you want to be in a culture about everything that I just said, and you're hearing that like, man, like, yeah, I want that too. I want what you're talking about, Zach. I want to be that person that says stuff like that. The good news is, you can. You 100% can. It's an open invitation to not just you, but everyone you know. In the context of junior high and high school, at least. And if you want to know how we do this, how you can be a part of this culture, let me tell you. It's simple. It's short. But it does take work. Guys, if you're asking that question, Having this culture be true in your life and in this group, it only happens when we become the group 
that God has designed us to be. I'm going to say that one more time. This only happens when we become the group God has designed us to be. Logistically, that looks like everything we've talked about in the past six weeks. Guys, the, the culture of us coming excited and leaving change, it comes when we work hard and we play hard. It comes when, when we go the extra mile. It happens when we have each other's back. It happens when we go low. It happens when, when we make it better. And finally, I mean, it happens when we are together on mission. Guys, these past six weeks, and if you've missed some, maybe this is your first week, maybe you heard one of them, it, it doesn't matter. These past six weeks, if we're bought in to them, that is the final outcome. This seventh and final culture. And you can't have this culture without the other six. If we're not going the extra mile, when we're not going low, we're not, when we're not doing any of this, I can tell you right now, it, it, it won't happen. And for me, I was blessed in my youth group because it was true. And I had the ability to every single week be stoked to come and leave completely changed. If we can just hit the lights um, as we start closing up, I want to talk about what this looks like for us logistically and practically, even as we start asking the question of, okay, how do we say yes to this and yes to God in this?